go. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to That's the Tea, the podcast that gives you football news in the most digestible way possible. My name is RJ, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan, and we are here for episode two of Stay of the Franchise, where we'll be talking about the NFC North. Ryan, how are you doing today, and are you excited to talk about the NFC North? Uh, doing great today. Not really excited to talk about the NFC North. It's also another group of teams that uh, I don't personally like. I mean, the Packers are cool, but like the other three <laughs> teams, sorry, man. Do you like the other three teams? I think they're going to be very interesting to talk about. So yeah, just to preface it, the NFC North does have four teams. It's the Detroit Lions, the Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Green Bay Packers. We actually have a lot to talk about today and some I guess, really good general knowledge that we want to share with y'all about the general structure of the organization. The reason why we're talking about it in this episode is because there were some changes in front offices for two of these teams, which we'll talk sure. about later on. So with that being said, let's talk about, you know, we kind of threw out these words last episode, but like, what's an owner? What's a general manager? And what's a head coach? And what do they all do? Are they all three different people? And Honestly, does it matter what your name tag says when you come into the office every single day if you're a head coach, general manager, or owner? <laughs> yeah, I think the, if we start with the owner, I guess that's a just some lucky dude or woman or family that just owns the team. And sometimes it's like a dynasty, like for the Niners, like the York family. You know, yes, it just gets yeah. inherited over. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like it, you're just born into it, you know? <laughs> it's almost like a rite of passage like you're, you're just born, the new king and one day your your dad or your mom passes away and they're like hey you have a team it's like great <laughs> what does that mean and you're like nothing yeah and, and and we say this is because i feel like there has to be a team out there where the owner knows nothing like okay like he knows what football is he or she knows what the nfl is but it's like they don't know how to run a team so that's where the GM and head coach, head coach, or sorry, head coach comes in. Yeah, Sean Khan. <laughs> I'm saying, what the heck, man? Explain Sean Khan to the to to, to the people. He, own, he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you're and? like, that's all you're gonna say, RJ? Well, yeah, just look at their record the last ten years. What what more do I have to do? I have to say, he he knows nothing. He, he knows nothing, but he he frames himself or he calls himself. Uh, himself a financial uh what is it mogul yeah who owns a lot of sports teams yeah well you know he's really good at like really preaching for his teams to play in london that's like the only thing he's good at yes jacksonville always gets the london game Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and london fans love them because that's the only football they've ever watched in their whole life blake bortles number one fan Mm -hmm. best anymore their jersey (laughs) his jersey still probably going around over there (laughs) my goodness well if the owner doesn't really do a lot of the transactions or outside of i guess jerry jones you know who's actually making those big money moves ryan the general manager uh so i guess the owner can or cannot hire a general manager and the general manager will basically i feel like from an average football standpoint or an average football fan standpoint, I think the general manager just controls the roster. They decide who to sign, how to sign them, what contract to sign them to, and basically who gets to stay on the roster at a very general level. Very true. Yes, and he's not the only one that really has a say in most organizations. That kind of also trickles down to the head coach, which is essentially like the team leader in terms of the coaching staff and really making all the moves and all the calls on the field. But they also do get a say because, you know, they're calling the plays, they exactly. should have a say in like what players to run their plays the best, right? Exactly. Yeah. So then I think the structure is there. So it's all a it's a collaborative effort between, I guess, 
it could be the three people, the owner, GM and head coach, but there's a hierarchy to it. So if, you know, some, some places where it's kind of like who gets final say. Mm -hmm. So then it would be the owner can just walk into a meeting basically and be like, no. And then you have to be like, okay, knows the answer. I I feel like when you really do think about it though, like the structure of the organization for like a franchise is almost very similar to like a tech company where like the owner and CEO like appears like what, like every now and then, but like, who's really doing the groundwork? It's your director and your manager. Mm. And you as a player just report to your manager who you just follow the employee. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes your manager doesn't agree with your director, but at the end of the day, your manager loses because you know, he's lower on the chain. (laughs) Exactly. And when the CEO comes out, you know, you listen. Whether or not they know what they're talking about, whether or not they're really articulate, you listen. Whether or not you like it or not, that's your job. (laughs) That's your job. Just like all the other places. But hey, that's the general structure of the organization. Let's tackle the NFC North. And we're going to start going in reverse order based off of standings last season, like what we always do. That starts with the Detroit Lions, who went 3-13-1. Ryan, off the top of your head, did you think they're going to win three games last season? What do we say? I feel like my answer now is probably not going to align with what we said before. Uh-huh. I'm, like, surprised. I think we had them and the Jets going, like, 0-17. 0-17. I think, I don't know if that was, like, the actual projections, but we didn't think they were going to win very many games. Oh, I remember now. It was because we were questioning Dan Campbell. And Jared Goff. I mean, we, we were on really good assumptions. You know what I'm saying? Well, Jer- Jared Goff did... I mean, we were right for the first half of the season. Jared Goff did not really work out. But then Dan Campbell, I think we we're really wrong on. Oh, yeah. Because we were making fun of how this guy wanted to bite kneecaps. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, he was a really big joke early on. And he turned mm-hmm. out to be a really good rallier for the Detroit Lions. I mean, he's a really good coach. And hopefully with these picks that he got this year and all the additions that they made, they kind of turn it around. They actually look pretty sneaky good. Um, was there anything else you want to talk about in terms of like what they went, what went wrong? I mean, the, the general, the defense for you generally, they were just not a good team. And I'm not knocking on, on like the team or the coach or anything. I mean, come on. It was Jared Goff, TG Hawkinson. And now Amon Ross St. Brown went on the, he popped up like what, like later, later half of the season. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. come on. They're, who was, who's their cornerback that they drafted like what, two years ago? Jeff Okuda. Yeah, and how is he? Well, I know he tore his Achilles or tore his ACL. But I mean, like, he never panned out. He never panned out, right? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's one of those things where it is the team's fault. Like, it's, it's like a collect, collective uh, blame because mm-hmm. everyone was so new, I feel. Because Jared mm-hmm. Goff working with Dan Campbell is like their rookie season together. True. And that was Dan Campbell's, what was it, first time being a head coach? True. And then Jared Goff's first time away from McVeigh. I mean, I, I think just give them time. They'll be okay. I agree with you 100%. And also, like, I remember Dan Campbell used to, like, what, not call the plays at all, or at least just call the defensive plays. And then he started calling, like, the offensive plays too in the second half mm-hmm. of the season. And yeah. hey, that's when Amon Ross St. Brown became really good. So we have a lot to look forward to for I, this team. I think that's when they took play calling duties away from Anthony Lynn, right? Yes. Yes. yes yeah. God. Okay. Oh, Anthony. Oh, Anthony. We'll talk about him when we talk about Bring him back to the Chargers. Make it easier for us Raiders. (laughs) So in terms of some new additions, which we kind of talked about earlier, for free agency, they got a lot of wide receivers for some reason. They got DJ Chark, they re-signed Khalif Raymond, and they re-signed Josh Reynolds. For linebacker, 
Jared Davis re-signs with them as well. And their star safety, Tracy Walker, also gets re-signed on a three- to four-year contract deal. What's oh, funny. Looking pretty good. I've never heard of Tracy Walker. Yeah, he's like actually, he's like the equivalent of like a Jesse Bates. Is he as good ah. as Jesse Bates? No, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like okay, okay. if you're from Detroit, you're like, oh, yeah, just, or, oh, yeah, uh, Tracy Walker's like the best safety in the world. Like, he's like, he's, he's, I, I think he's better okay. than Jamal Adams, in my opinion. He just doesn't get the hype. I really as a safety, to... <laughs> as a safety, as a safety. Jamal, Jamal Adams okay, is a... keep backtracking, keep backtracking. Jamal Adams is a defensive weapon. There you go. It's like Debo just... Samuel. He's like a he's an offensive weapon, right? Is you he the best wide receiver? Butt. Is he the best running back? No, but he's the best offensive weapon I've ever seen in my life. Same with okay. Jamal Adams. Best Way defensive to backtrack. Weapon. Way to oh. backtrack, sir. No death threats for me, my guy. moving on we got the nfl draft in which they tackled a lot of needs i think the biggest steal was at the 102 when they took aiden hutchinson Hutchinson. he should have won one he really should have also safer player safe oh 100 percent (laughs) oh oh, also remember how rj mentioned shot con it's yeah. Shad Khan's team who took Kayvon Walker yeah. over Aiden Hutchinson. Of course. Smart. It's because they wanted Aiden Hutchinson to stay in Detroit. That's why. It was it was a power <laughs> move for the league, not for his own team. He's so he's such a selfless man. You, mm. you know what I'm saying? So kind. Um, they selected twice in this um, in this draft, actually, in the first round. They moved up from pick 32 to pick 12 to select Jameson Williams, who another was, wide receiver. <laughs> Another wide receiver who was arguably the best wide receiver had he not been injured. So that's a big question mark for them. And at the 214, they drafted another defensive end, Josh Pascal, who I didn't know much about, to be honest. But apparently, it's going to be a good pair for Aiden Hutchinson. All right. Two new Ds. All right. Perfect. So um, I guess in terms of that, there were no head coaches, no new GM. So we talked about all these players, Ryan. In your opinion, who is the breakout player in terms of like just the real NFL and in fantasy football? Who do you got? In the real NFL, or they're both wide receivers, but in the NFL, I got mm-hmm. Amon Ross St. Brown. Nice. Fourth okay. round steal in 2021. I think the, the stats uh, I checked, if he had played the full season, he was on track to 146 receptions for around 1,500 yards. Wow. But I think because of Jameson uh, Williams coming in, mm-hmm. be a little, you know, hesitant on drafting Amon Ross St. Brown in fantasy. That's why I think he'll do fine in the real life. But in fantasy, I think you should draft Jameson Wilson, Jameson Williams instead of Amon Ra. Okay, so we're going to have like a really quick fantasy football talk right now about Jameson Williams because I want to have this discussion with you. Okay, let's let's talk about this. Jameson Williams is not ready by week one. Are you still going to draft him as your wide receiver, as a flex? As a flex, sure. Yes, as a wide receiver too. No. Okay. Because I, I I think Goff is, the, I mean, he was better in the second half of last season, but uh, that's that's a little iffy. Okay, if he's not ready week two, would you still draft him as your flex? So that's like yes. round five. As long as he's he's only out for at least four weeks. Okay, four. So let's say that like a he's quarter expected, of the season. Okay, so he's expected to come back week four. Yeah, but I'll you've never him. seen him play, so you uh, would start him, him. Would you start him week five? Oh, you, you funny. You're, you're funny. You're funny. I would, you asked if I would draft him. Not, okay. okay. I'll draft okay. him. I'll start him maybe week six. So, week six. So, you drafted a player in the fifth or sixth round that you're starting in week seven. Yeah. In case you don't have a buy by then. 
I I do. I, I think Jameson Williams Ooh, okay, has, okay. Ha, has the what do you call it? High ceiling. The high ceiling. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I'm not, Would I'm you? not like see, I I, I want to say that I'm not putting you in a corner just because like oh I'm trying to bully you, but because like this is like a really good dialogue because I would do the same. His high yeah, ceiling is so like I would read the room first because if no one's like looking at, at you know drafting Jameson Williams in the fifth round, you know, then I'll wait, I'll wait a round or two. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But like the earliest I would take him is probably round six because the potential is there. It is there. It, it's all dependent on golf, though. Oh, a thousand percent. Um, so I guess for me, in terms of NFL and fantasy football, I kind of cheated a little bit. I kind of combined both of them because I feel like the main focal point is TJ Hawkinson. I feel like this is you're, you're still high on him. See, I'm not high on him, but I think that he will have an okay season. And I'm hoping that he has his okay season. And Don't it's unfortunate that I have to call him a breakout player because he was supposed to be a breakout player like three years ago. Okay. Don't hate me, but last year. Okay. Uh, RJ also had the, uh, <laughs> he, hyped, he hyped TJ Hawkinson up. I fell for it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I picked him up in one of the leagues and uh, no bueno. No bueno. But he was good for week one. Yes. Yes. And they figured out, which that- made me think that, you know, I did, I did good listening to you. Yes. So my, my, my problem, which I'll own up to is that, you know, I thought that if they were to double team him, it would be okay. You know, he would still, he would still be relevant. Nah, man, that guy got off the freaking grid, non-existent, yeah. gone. Darren like Waller 2.0, but worse. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Blanketed. Oh my blanketed. God. Yes. Covered. Just covered. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely covered. Um, We have to ask this question for formality's sake, but I think we both know the answer. Do you think they have a chance to win their division this year? No. Okay, we'll move on. We well, I mean, have... you, you, you have three other teams in there. I, I don't hate the Lions, but I'm saying there's three other teams in this division. Who? Okay, that's very true. Um, they're a good team, but they're not. Come on, they're not there yet. They're, they're better. They're not, they're not. They're not there. Yet. And that's why I'm not on the team at all. They're just not there yet. They will be. I feel like in due time. Yes. I feel like a team in like a similar boat. It's the Chicago Bears. who went six and eleven last season mm. Mm. ryan we are going to talk a lot because the first portion is what went wrong for this team and i i feel like you have a, a reason lot. and it's oh, yeah. not my reason name. oh and it's not oh. my reason so i want to know what your reason is no, no let's start with you what's your reason no. because i don't think it's justin fields i don't think that i i didn't say then why justin do you fields hate either. the man then why do you hate the man so much i do not hate the man i think the difference between me and you, and this comes up, I think every time we talk about a team or try to create a super team, is you prefer a mobile quarterback. I, I don't like of, mobile quarterbacks. In, in terms of a fantasy football like aspect, yes, I prefer a, a mobile quarterback. Yes, yes, because it gets you more points. But in real life, mm-hmm. which is what we're kind of doing now, analyzing the team, not a fan of these mobile quarterbacks. See, okay. I, to some extent... I agree with you. Would you? So I feel like a good happy medium for us, like a Trevor Lawrence or something like that. But like, I feel like in terms of Justin Fields, where no. I feel like he wasn't such a pure runner, like a Lamar Jackson, like true, he had true, like true. Russell Wilson traits. My problem, I, okay, go ahead, go I was going to say a quick, quick thing. I, think, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is the happy medium. I think the best happy medium between the players we like would probably be an Andrew Luck. Okay. I can agree with you on that. Mobile enough to move, but the thing is, 
I would like he would like to stay in the pocket. Okay, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. See, because I feel like again going back to like a Russell Wilson, like yeah, he's mobile, but he also had like what like the best deep accuracy percentage ever. Mm-hmm. Like that's a type of player that I want. You know what I'm saying? Like Got not it. like a big okay. bang, okay. but like a Russell Wilson. That's what I thought Justin like Fields a Russell was. Okay. That's what I thought okay. Justin Fields was. And I guess we could kind of you can talk about what went wrong because part of my reasoning for why it's not Justin Fields leads on to like other portions of the Chicago Bears. So you can go. Okay. I'll make it super quick probably 30 seconds. I think the biggest problem was they, they overpaid the wrong players. Uh, Jimmy Graham had 14 receptions. That's horrible. And he was paid like, I think seven mil or something like that to to basically, I can't do the math, but that's like what two, two mil a reception or like half a mil a reception or something something like that. Yeah. And then Andy Dalton nicknamed red rifle nine to eight, TD to interception ratio. That is horrible. In addition to this, they also had Nick Foles on the roster who was paid a premium to be a backup. Uh, they didn't want to start Justin Fields. See, I am advocating for the guy. Um, and Allen Robinson, worst year of his career. Uh, just over 400 yards and one TD. They paid him almost 18 mil to get that. It's just horrible. Absolutely horrible. And what the money on? went to the wrong spots. The money went to the wrong spots, and this is what concerns me the most. Because when we look at these new additions, wide receiver, Byron Pringle, <laughs> Equinemius, St. Brown, David Moore, Dante Pettis, Tajay Sharp. Why? I don't like any of them. Me neither, and that's like the problem. Where like, did David Moore come from? The Seahawks, right? Seahawks, the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, these are all, like, don't come at me, but these are all, like, wide receiver 2.5 to 3s. You're generous. I was gonna say a wide receiver four. Well, I didn't want to have him come at me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my goodness. And again, like this is this is why I feel so bad for Justin Fields because they're just not setting him up for success. And I feel like it's not his fault if this team does bad. But I mean, like, come on. Like, can Patrick Mahomes feed the ball? Like, he couldn't even make Pi- Byron Pringle a thing. Well, because Byron Pringle was literally, I think, the fourth guy on the depth chart for wide receiver. <laughs> Mm-hmm. behind uh hardman hill uh mm-hmm. and demarcus robinson Marcus, yeah there, mm-hmm. there was a lot of guys in front of him so yeah literally to rj's point these are on the depth chart about wide receiver fours and like how do you expect him to to thrive in this environment and like part of it's like part of it's like i guess i'll lead into this like they got a new head coach they got a new gm it's like i do you think they believe in justin fields because i feel like with these moves they don't I think it's more of they believe in him enough, but not enough in, in a way where it's okay. kind of like, okay, I, I feel like I don't want to speak for them, but looking at the moves, I feel like the mindset has to be, if I'm walking into their shoes doing this, it's kind of like, I like Justin Fields enough, but you better show me you can do it. I'm not going to help you. See, it's just like, like show me you can do it and then you get to keep the job. It's kind of like tough love in a in a way. Not even love. It's just tough. See, okay. So this is my argument for you. I understand that for Trevor Lawrence. Because, I mean, those are... If, if they gave the same type of players that Trevor Lawrence got, I wouldn't be complaining. Exactly. There, there's a big drop-off between Christian Kirk and Zay Jones versus Dante Pettis. And that's where my issue is. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. So, so like, I, I mean, I, I think that's where it is, where it's kind of like you people could say, this is setting up for failure and it very well could be, but it's more, I feel like from their perspective, it's just do what you can. And if you can't do it, we'll find someone new. So it's kind of like the leash is already really, really short. 
see and again that's like i guess my point where i just don't think they believe in him and which is like i don't want to say it's unfair because it kind of is but it's also like that's just how the business works where like this new regime didn't draft him they'll put pieces around him they're not the yeah. great pieces in the world and like what you said do it if you can then you can if you can't that's more of a reason for us to not re not pick up your fifth year option and mm-hmm. let you walk and we'll go so then we can draft whoever we want to draft exactly so that's quite unfortunate because like again justin fields is not a bad quarterback i would still pick him over zach wilson but we like zach wilson because he got the weapons right now that's mm-hmm. just how it is right now um in terms of the draft they did not pick in the first round because they drafted Justin Fields last year, mm-hmm. but they did pick at the 207 where they got the cornerback Kyler Gordon, who was actually not too bad. He was supposed to be like a, like a late first, not too bad. I think Andrew Booth went like right before him. So just to put that into perspective, they also picked at the 216, they got the safety Jaquan Brisker, who was also a sneaky good pick. And at the 307, they got grandpa Fellas Jones Jr. So with that being said, I already mentioned that they got a new head coach, a new general manager, and that kind of led to our Justin Fields debate. So Ryan, take it away. Do you have, or I guess, what are your breakout players in the NFL and fantasy football? You're going to like the NFL one. I, I, I slotted Justin Fields in here. I think it's too soon okay. to draft him in fantasy because things are still unproven from his point of view, the head coach's point of view, every, every perspective. But the talent is definitely there. But the new head coach and stuff, it's just not, just doesn't make me confident to draft him, but I think he'll break out in real life okay how about you who do you have so for the nfl my my nfl pick was actually justin fields as well he would be a better nfl quarterback than fantasy football quarterback got it okay see uh, i'm pretty unbiased when it comes to these i like that i was i was i'm impressed i'm impressed ryan thank you really i'm usually a very biased person (laughs) and then fantasy football i got darnell mooney i think we can all dream we can all dream of the deep bombs from Field to Mooney. You know, that's money. 10 plus points per deep TD bomb. It's fantastic. We were on the same wavelength for the Bears. I also have Darnell Mooney. He, for me, top 25 wide receiver. Would you yeah, rather because... pick Mooney or, or Tyler Lockett? Ooh. Well, I'll take Mooney. Because there you I go. Mean, that's all we need to talk yeah, about. Yeah, because right? you, like you like Drew Lock? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's all, <laughs> there you go. That's how good Darnell Mooney is here. The fact that you even have to think about that for a second is how good Darnell Mooney is. Well, it's also because Darnell Mooney was being started in our league last year already. And he was doing pretty good, right? Yeah. He was doing good with, like, what, Andy Dalton? Yeah. Occasionally, Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, occasionally. Okay. So. so, do they have a chance to win their division this year? No. Really, I said yes. They are a dark horse if things go right. Wow, you! Oh my god, I don't know why I doubted you at all for the Bears. Well, it's because yeah, I don't like Justin Fields because I don't like that style of a quarterback. Maybe it's because I hate the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. So then I hate all mobile quarterbacks. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But you know, I really think that if if they have a lucky year, I feel like they could have a chance because we're going to talk about it later. But like the Packers, they're kind of I don't know, man. Wow! Wow! <laughs> because wow, because wow. there's a lot of shift and change in the other teams. Mm-hmm. Very true. Okay. Okay. Wow. For me, it was a no, and I didn't even think there would be a wild card team. So, I think they're also a year removed, and I feel like we're gonna we're gonna have some disagreement with our next team then, because mm-hmm. it's the Minnesota Vikings who went eight and nine, and what went wrong for them? They literally could not finish games was really freaking bad really 
week one, they lost to the Bengals on like a last second. I think like the first seven games that they played was decided by less within the last minutes. Oh, 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 that was only last season. That was, I I remember that, but I thought that was like two seasons ago, at least. Yeah. That is so (laughs) crazy. They could not finish out games. And also part of it was honestly like Mike Zimmer, the past head coach. Yeah. It's, very frustrating watching them go run, run, pass when they're down 27 by half. But, you know, that was the flop. <laughs> I, I saw something online about it. So it's not 100% from me, but it did remind me of something, though. So where the heck was their 2021 rookie class outside of Christian Derisaw? You know, out of 11 uh, players, they got one impactful rookie. And that was in the first round, Christian Derisaw. They drafted 10 players after him. I can't even name... I yeah, can't none of them made an impact. Who went in round? Do you have round two? The, I, they didn't have a round two pick. Everything started, the rest oh. started in round three. They had like two round three picks or something. And it was just like I 10 see. picks from there that just didn't contribute at all. I see. So I think that probably was one thing that went wrong. I think what went right, actually, you know, I don't think Kirk Cousins is that bad. Okay. Do I want him as my quarterback? Probably not. But like, He's not bad. I feel like he's the Derek Carr of the NFC. Like, he has his haters, but he kind of gets it done. Like, he averaged 25 points per game, uh, 4,200 passing yards, and 32 TDs last year. He's not bad. He's, see, you know how he's like, not like MVP, those... but like, uh-huh. he's very serviceable. You know how there's those, like, oh, like, he won't lose your games, but he won't win them either. Your yeah. cousins is not that guy because he will sometimes win you games. You yes, know what I'm he saying? Will. Like, he won't lose them, but he won't. He won't win them all the time, but he will win a good amount of them for you. Exactly. He'll do exactly what you need him to do. It won't, he won't be the reason. He really won't be the reason. He, he is not the time. reason you lose. Yeah. Okay. Except on, okay. on primetime. Yes. Yes. He just doesn't understand. You know, the time difference. You know, when they play later, oh, God, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. It's dinner time. Uh, yeah. It's dinner time. The lights are too bright for some reason. I don't <laughs> understand how to play. Um, that being said, for um, the Vikings, for new additions, they signed Jordan Hicks from, I think the last time he played was, what, the Cardinals? When he signed that big deal out of, um, to sign him away from the Eagles. They re-signed Kirk Cousins on a pretty big one-year deal. And they also took Zedarius Smith away from the Green Bay Packers, which was pretty interesting. Okay. So in terms of the draft, they selected 32nd overall because they thought it was smart to trade the 12th overall pick to their division rival, the Detroit Lions, for them to select Jamison Williams. So for the first two picks, they're like, oh man, we messed up. So they signed a safety, Lewis Seen, and a cornerback, Andrew Booth Jr., to defend against Jamison Williams. And they also got a guard at Ingram. Never heard of him in my life. Second round. Never heard of him either. Never heard of him. So who's your breakout NFL player? My breakout NFL player. For me, Dalvin Cook. And you're like, but he's already a breakout player. I want him to play 17 games. That's all I want from him. I want him to play the full season. That's a breakout. That's a breakout season. You can't get that from the running back position. Say that. <laughs> I know you're you're 100 right though. It's it's not going to happen. Literally but impossible. It's something I would love to hope for because I, I guess it goes hand in hand with fantasy football. Even though that's not my fantasy football pick, that if you played 17 games, top five pick. Yes, 100. percent 
but he doesn't. And that's why he always gets picked in the later first half of the, of the first round. <laughs> happens, happens. It's, it is inevitable. How about you? Who was your breakout player for the NFL? KJ Osborne. Uh, Ooh, he, will continue, he will continue to thrive as a number three wide receiver. Fantasy-wise, again, I don't think you get Osborne because of JJ, uh, Justin Jefferson, and uh, Adam Thielen. But last year, he posted 655 yards, seven TDs as their third guy. Uh, I don't see why not he or why he can't get better to prove that he can replace Thielen at some point. I have a reason as to why he cannot, or he might not improve this year. It's my fantasy football pick. Okay. It's Irv Smith. You're, you're like, you know, oh, God, it's funny. That's my him. fantasy football pick. Oh, good. Cause right? he was supposed to break out last year. Yes. <laughs> until he, he got injured. Yes, exactly. Missed the whole season. With that being said, this is his year, right? This is pretty much his prove it year. Can you stay healthy? Can you produce? I feel like with a lot of that top 10 tight end, I mean, you look at the top 10 oh, list. Man. Oh, Jared man. Cook is sometimes on it. You get know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Irv Smith can definitely be a top 10 tight end this year if he can stay healthy and stay on the field. And this is a passing offense. So, also, his final year of his rookie contract, he has to ball or not ball, I guess. <laughs> ball or fall. Yeah. Ball or fall. And he's going to ball. <laughs> he's going to ball. <laughs> With that being said, Ryan, do you think they have a chance to win their division this year? They have a better chance than the Bears. I agree with you. I think the Vikings, I mean, you, you just look like if they won like two more games, if some of their, their one-minute decisions yep, landed yep. in their favor, we're talking about them completely differently. Maybe Mike Zimmer's still coaching, but alas, that is not the case. Moving on, we have the last team that we want to talk about who I have my feelings towards, the Green Bay Packers, 13-4. and four. I mean, I'm not a big fan of them. I hate them. But we own them every single year, so I mean, like, I'm not too mad about them. And you must be happy, too, because, you know, you got their best wide receiver. This is also the reason why I think the Packers are, you know, a little depleted. You're not. Low on you're fuel. Not, you're not wrong. And I guess – we can lead into like what went right for them? Question mark. I, I feel like the better, I think the better question for us for this team specifically, instead of going like what went right, is how bad are the changes that they made gonna like influence how yeah, well yeah, yeah. let's do that because I'm pretty sure we all know a lot went right for this team. They went 13 and four, top mm-hmm. like one of the top offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Sneaky uh, good defense, like they always do somehow every mm-hmm. single year. Sean Gary, 9.5 sacks. It's pretty crazy. So, but so you want to talk about their the, the people they lost? Let's just I can name okay Devontae Adams they lost. Mm-hmm. They lost MBS. MBS. Yeah. Who else uh, did they lose? Well, I, uh, I feel like that's big enough. They lost to Darius Smith too, who was also their big edge oh, guy next to Preston Smith to the, and uh, Devontae Campbell. Went to division rival the, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like part of their let's their just mesh slips. their their drafting in because they they basically lost. Adams and MVS mm-hmm. and replace both of those guys with Christian Watson, a receiver they drafted in the second round of the draft. They moved up specifically to draft. Yes. So that was their solution along with Sammy Watkins. And along with Sammy Watkins. Upgrade or downgrade? My initial down, downgrade. downgrade, right? It's a downgrade. A hundred percent a downgrade. They're looking more towards the future, um, especially with Christian Watson. But I mean, like at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is not going to get younger. He's not. So, I can't wait to see Jordan Love to Christian Watson. No way. Justin Fields. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Jordan, you think Jordan Love is going to play this year? 
No, I'm just saying okay. like, okay. like three okay. to four years. Oh, in, in the future. Okay, in okay. Future, I was like, whoa, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like their defense got so good, though, for some reason. They re-signed Russell Douglas. You love Russell Douglas. I had to put him on the list. Right, why, why do I like him? Because you had him on your team. Yeah, we, we had him, and we gave yeah. him away. He became a superstar. Yeah, I thought you'd be happy for him. You know? X-Raider. Oh, oh, you're right. X-Raider. X-Raider. Great. Once a Raider, always a Raider. Right? Once a Raider. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. See, so you get it. Drink the Kool-Aid. They also got Jerron Reed. Again, I mentioned Fonte Campbell, Preston Smith. They really worked on their defensive line a lot, which was also inevitable, I guess, very well seen in the draft when they signed or when they drafted Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Again, maybe it's just like, hey, we're kind of like downplaying their picks because they were defensive players. You know, Green Bay Packers are always known for their offense. But I mean, like, let's be real. Do you think they're going to go 13 and four this season? No. That's the truth. I mean, I agree with you too. I feel like they're going to be more, I feel like this division is going to be closer than people think. That's just me. It's going to be closer. And I think, it's going to be tough to accept that it will be close because the Packers usually just win the division, granted. I agree with you. Well, that being said, Ryan, who are you looking forward to watching in terms of an NFL standpoint, fantasy football standpoint? Who do you got? Maybe, maybe NFL. Actually, I feel like I don't really have one for the NFL, but then okay. for fantasy, probably Christian Watson and Robert Tunyon. Ooh, okay, so you think Robert Tunyon's going to bounce back after his injury? Well, I feel like it's more of like a thing where it's like Rodgers has no one else to throw to. And if he likes you, you're going to get the targets. Because if he can manage to get Randall Cobb targets, he will literally throw the ball to who he wants. Just get on his good side. You'll get the targets. Which is why I got Alan Lazard. Ah, Very sneakily as a fancy football option. He could be top 30. I'm not saying he's going to be a wide receiver too. Okay. But top 30... I mean, he's like that Marvin Jones that people thought you're going to get last year. You know what I'm saying? But you actually know that he has a good quarterback. Okay, okay. And so, you know he won't get number one cornerback pressure. So Christian Watson or Alan Lazard? In terms of upside, I'd go with Christian Watson. But Alan Lazard is not a bad pick. And he's going to be, and Alan Lazard is probably going to be cheaper. Yes. Because so so they the come at two value. different price points. Yes, yeah, yes. he's the best value. Christian Walker will definitely be overpriced coming into this draft. Yeah, Watson, very overpriced. Because, I mean, everyone's probably thinking the same thing. That's yes, the exactly. future. Aaron will, will – A-Rod will literally toss him the ball every play. Exactly, 100%. I'm worried that he'll have a Kyle Pitts here. Oh, That's really? That's my concern. Where, like, you know, he was good, but he did not hit up to expectations. Um, In terms of the NFL, I have A.J. Dillon. And I'm, like, really nervous about Aaron Jones coming into this year. Do you think A.J. Dillon's going to take over? Oh, my goodness. I – I won't say I hope, but like it's going to be like Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb. Oh, where it's it, more split, right? It's going to be more split. I mean, I think Aaron Jones will still be what, top 25, but AJ Dillon being that Nick Chubb role, what, like top 15 running back, maybe top 20? Yeah, it's pretty thunder good. Thighs. Thunder thighs. And I feel like he will still be drafted later than Aaron Jones, but I think, um, I think so. AJ because Dillon's going to be the better value. Yeah. Because I think from a stigma standpoint, Everyone thinks Aaron Jones catches the ball more, but A.J. Dillon's capable of catching the ball, too. Yeah, people will talk about that because he just looks big, right? People are like, oh, he's big, can't catch well, the ball. Well, it's because they also usually start the game with Aaron Jones, I feel. Mm, true, true, true. But then I think last season, which upset me because I had Aaron Jones, they kept 
AJ Dillon on passing plays too. When they're trying to move the ball, they kept Dillon, and I'm like, why? Why? Take him out. <laughs> but yeah, when like in the red zone, they're so unpredictable because you would yeah. just imagine it'll be AJ Dillon, but then here comes Aaron Jones. You're like, what the heck, man? It's fine. It's fine. You know. But yeah. Oh, but that being said, Ryan, um, do you, they have a chance to win their division this year? Yes, but it's like a hesitant yes, like not a oh, yeah yes. You know what I mean? Oh, still, okay. still, still a still a front runner though. Okay. And with that being said, it is tradition. Every single time we do an episode for Save the Franchise, we are going to make our predictions for how the division will shake up. Do we go one through four? Do we go four through one? Four, three, two, one. Do we go back? We will go. Let's go backwards. I feel like it's it's a lot more intensive. I guess like hey, like we both know backwards. Like who's the worst? Number four. Yeah, who will be the worst? Okay, and then we. Okay, 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 okay. So on so, three, we will both say our picks. Do not say the city. Just say. Or, or you want to say the city, or you want to? We'll just say the team name. Team name. Okay. Okay. So three, two, one, go Bears. Oh. oh, that's awkward. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's awkward. So, so now we're off. I'm pretty okay. sure our second one's gonna be swapped now. Okay. So we'll just we'll acknowledge that line. I I'll get the lines. You pick the Bears. Okay. Um. Third. So. Okay. Three, two, one, Vikings. Vikings. Yes. Okay. okay. And then Packers. I, we still believe it. Oh, we're like, oh, the Packers made all these bad moves. Oh, yeah. the Packers are going to regress. Here we are. They're still going to win the division. Yeah, yeah. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it until it's actually broken. <laughs> you, keep, you keep the whole division standings the same. I literally oh, I got the same. I know. That's the thing. I want to mix it up. I know that me picking the Bears first, just to mix it up a little bit. It's not always the same every single year. So that's it for me. Is there anything else that you want to say, Ryan? Yes, to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And hopefully you learned one more thing or two about the NFL. Share the podcast with your friends and follow us on Twitter at That's the T2020. We'll catch you guys again next week when we do the same thing for the AFC East. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.